Hi there， 欢迎收听 Look Back Sunday， 回顾星期天。在这个节目，庄老师会汇整过去不同国家以及主题的热门跟读文章，让你可以在十五分钟内吸收最精华的世界时事趣闻。Let's get started. First ever tweet sold for around eighty-two point three million NT dollars. The first ever tweet by Twitter founder Jack Dorsey was auctioned off on Tuesday as a non-fungible token (NFT), with the bid surpassing two point nine million US dollars, around eighty-two point three million NT dollars. A tweet from the auction platform Valuables by Cent. Read that Jack accepted the offer from Sina Estavi for two million nine hundred and fifteen thousand eight hundred and thirty-five point four seven dollars. The auction account added that the tweet is now minted on blockchain. The winner's account details show that Sina Estavi, CEO of Bridge Oracle, a blockchain technology startup, owns the at Sina Estavi. Account. Dorsey explained that all proceeds from the auction will be donated to charities. The sole tweet was first tweeted on March twenty-first, two thousand six, with Dorsey writing, "Just setting up my Twitter." Such a mundane statement became the first tweet ever sent, and officially launched Twitter. A global platform that has since become a controversial and dominant force in civil society. I think years later, people will realize the true value of this tweet, like the Mona Lisa painting Estavi tweeted regarding his new purchase. The auction of Dorsey's tweet also highlights the surge of interest in non-fungible tokens (NFT). Non-fungible tokens uses the same blockchain technology, after cryptocurrencies, to transform objects into virtual collectors' items that cannot be replicated. Dorsey tweeted his thanks to Estavi on Tuesday, and added that the proceeds from the auction were donated to Give Directly, a non-profit organization that helps the poor in East Africa. Next article. Taiwan's salmon name change inspires U.S. social media users. Sushi restaurant chain Sushiro launched a promotion on March 17th and March 18th by announcing it would give away free sushi to anyone who had salmon in their names, leading to a name-changing frenzy in Taiwan. The phenomenon gradually attracted the attention of international media, with CNN reporting on Thursday that, owing to the promotion, around 140 Taiwanese have officially changed their names to include the word salmon. CNN added that the situation has led the Ministry of Interior to issue a statement cautioning Taiwanese. That they only get three chances to change their names in a lifetime. Following media outlets like CNN and BBC's reports, Taiwanese's name-changing craze also reached the ears of U.S. social media users, with some commenting they didn't expect the day Taiwanese would lose their minds. 
However, others wrote that as a broke millennial, if changing their names would mean getting free sushi, then they were all for it. Some also called on American chain restaurants to try similar promotions, with one volunteering to change their name to T-Bone, while another wanted Donut, so that they could get freebies from Krispy Kreme. Next article. Uber will ban passengers with low ratings. Uber passengers who habitually leave their trash behind and disrespect their drivers may soon get the boot. The ride-hailing company announced Tuesday that riders with ratings that are significantly below average may lose access to the app, part of a rollout of the company's updated community guidelines, which riders must abide by to continue using the service. Uber, however, said the bans for bad behavior won't come as a surprise to offending passengers. Riders will receive several notifications before they lose access to the app, the company said. And they will also have opportunities to improve their ratings to remain in good standing. Tips to boost a user's rating include encouraging polite behavior, avoiding leaving trash in the vehicle, and avoiding requests for drivers to exceed the speed limit, Uber said. Next article. Kakao suspends online comments for entertainment articles. South Korea's internet company Kakao said Friday that it would prevent users from posting malicious comments on its online entertainment news articles next month, pledging to also overhaul its search engine functionalities to address cyberbullying. The measure came after mounting calls for the internet portal website to address cyberbullying, targeting celebrities and people in general. The calls intensified after singer-turned-actress Sully passed away last week in an apparent suicide. While the cause of death was not made public, it was widely believed Sully had been suffering from depression. Kakao, however, said the decision had not been made because of a single case and that there had been heated debate over the issue for a long time. The company also decided to suspend its related search words service for celebrities immediately for its messenger app, Kakao Talk. Next article. United We Stand. How the Internet Merged Pop Culture and Politics. Whatever persona Elizabeth Warren hopes to project in her presidential campaign, it is probably not that of a child witch, but that is the persona that some of her biggest fans have chosen for her. Images of Hermione Granger, played in the Harry Potter films by a young Emma Watson, materialize at Warren's every move. Warren steps onto the debate stage, and her fan craft tweets where Hermione stands in as her, rolling her eyes at the boys in wizarding class. Warren reads the whole Muller report and Hermione smugly wags her wand. In one extremely cursed tweet with zero likes, Warren's face is transplanted onto Hermione's frame, 
posed alongside Beto O'Rourke as Harry and Peter Bettingig as Ron Weasley. What is the strange chimera of presidential campaigning? A candidate's head on pop culture's body? It is the product of a great convergence between politics and culture, citizenship and commerce, ideology and aesthetics. Civic participation has been converted seamlessly into consumer practice. It is democracy reimagined as fandom, and it is now a dominant mode of experiencing politics. You can see it in the efforts to sort the candidates into Harry Potter houses, converting the election to a personality quiz in a children's book, and in the mashup video that distills the 2020 candidates into quotes from Michael Scott, the buffoonish boss of the office. A photograph of three congresswomen of color is published and instantly compared to a Whitney Houston gif, as if women interrogating Michael Cohen are analogous to Houston confronting her cheating boyfriend. Politicos of all stripes are styled as saints and stamped onto novelty devotional prayer candles. Here, political engagement slips easily into the habits of consumption. President Donald Trump's fans follow him around the country like groupies, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's boosters fetishize her funnel neck coat as a symbol of the hashtag resistance. Candidates' supporters now identify as stands, a term derived from the 2000 Eminem song about a fan who becomes so obsessed he kills. Political standing has a way of remapping the landscape of mainstream politics, maybe even overwriting physical reality itself. Frantic online cultural production swarms around Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg whenever she experiences a health scare, as if memes alone could sustain the octogenarian's life. Trump's fans imbue him with improbable prowess when they edit him into pro-wrestling videos showing him smacking down CNN. But perhaps the most explicit riff on the trend was the infamous Beto O'Rourke sex tweet, which translated his political position into sexual ones. Thanks for tuning in. 记得我们每日跟读精选词汇以及 Intense Podcast 节目都在各大 Podcast 平台同步放送。也欢迎分享我们官网 www.15minutes.today 以及 Facebook 粉专给亲朋好友。同情学英语 ，Improving your English on the go. Catch you in the next one. 我们下期见。